dreams. There were the incredibly rich who lived in homes that defied description, and the incredibly poor, the favelados, who eked out an existence in the favelas, the shanty towns that clung to Rio's hillsides. Lucas was not even one of them. He was nothing. He was vermin. And what seven-year-old could change that? All he had was his mother. And then, one night, a man she'd brought home took a look at Lucas, trying to make himself invisible in the corner of their cardboard shack, and said forget it. He was not going to pay good money to lie with a puta while her kid watched. The next day, Lucas's mother walked him to the dirty streets of Copacabana, told him to be a good boy, and left him there. He never saw her again. Lucas learned to survive, to keep moving, to run when the cops showed up because they'd as soon beat the crap out of you as not. Then, one night, somebody yelled, Bishos! But Lucas couldn't run. He was sick, half delirious with fever, dehydrated after vomiting up what little was in his belly. He was doomed. Except, he wasn't. On that night, his life changed forever. Some do-gooding social worker was with the police. Who knew why? It didn't matter. What did matter was that she took him to a storefront that housed one of the few organizations that saw street children as human. There, they pumped him full of antibiotics, gave him fruit juice to drink, and, when he could keep that down, food. They cleaned him up, cut his hair, dressed him in clothes that didn't fit, but who gave a damn? The clothes were free of lice. That was what mattered. Lucas wasn't stupid. In fact, he was bright. He'd taught himself to read, to do math. Now he attacked the books they gave him, observed how others behaved, learned to speak properly, to remember to wash his hands and brush his teeth, to say obrigado and por favor. And he learned to smile. That was the hardest thing. Smiling was not a part of who he was, but he did it. Weeks passed, months, and then there was another miracle. A North American couple showed up, talked with him for a little while. By then, Lucas had picked up passable English from one of his teachers. And the next thing he knew, they took him to a place called New Jersey and said he was now their son. He should have known it wouldn't last. Lucas had cleaned up nicely. He looked cute. Black hair, green eyes, golden skin. He smelled good. He spoke well. Inside, though, the boy who trusted no one was still in charge. He hated being told what to do, and the New Jersey couple believed children should be told what to do every minute of every hour of every day. Things deteriorated rapidly. He was not grateful, his would-be father said, and tried to beat gratitude into him. His heart was owned by demons, his would-be mother said, and demanded he seek salvation on his knees. Eventually, they said he would never be any good. On his tenth birthday, they drove him to a hulking gray building and handed him over to child services. Lucas spent the next eight years going from foster home to foster home, One or two were okay, but most of them. Even now, as an adult, his fists nodded when he thought back to some of what he and others had endured. The last place was so terrible that at midnight on the day he turned 18, he'd tossed the few things he owned into a pillowcase, slung it over his shoulder, and walked out.
but he had learned what would become the single most important lesson of his life. He knew precisely what he wanted. Respect. That was it, in a word. And he knew, too, that respect came when a man had power and money. He wanted both. He worked hard, picked crops in New Jersey fields during the summer, did whatever manual labor he could find during the winter. He got his GED, his general educational diploma, because he had never stopped reading and reading led to learning. He enrolled in a community college, sat through classes when he was exhausted and desperate for sleep. Add a helping of socially acceptable good manners, clothes that fit the long, leanly muscled body of the man he had become, and the way to the top suddenly seemed possible. More than possible. It was achievable. At 33, Lucas Vieira had it all. Almost. Almost.